Hola, and welcome to the Align Podcast with Audrey. Get ready to go behind the scenes and uncover the secrets of what it takes to become an exceptional woman. Join me as we dive deep into the nitty-gritty of daily practices that build the foundation for success and happiness. From faith to fitness, mindset work to daily disciplines, we'll explore it all. This podcast is specifically designed for women who are ready to unlock their true potential. So grab your favorite drink, get comfy, and let's embark on this journey together uncovering the real day-to-day practices that shape extraordinary women. So as you guys might have seen on my social media, I have a word of the year. And that word of the year, I have to thank to my past guest, Raquel Milamore. And it was on her interpretation of Gospel of Mark, Mark 5, where Jesus says to the little girl, Talitha Kum. I'm not sure if you listened to that episode, but you need to go back and listen. Raquel Me has been such a blessing to me. And when I asked God to send me more friends in Christ, she was one of the first people that came back. And it was something that is so providential because even if you listen to that episode of the podcast, the one on fiat and femininity, it's something that came at the very end. As you guys know, I love to ask, what's your favorite Bible verse at the very end? It wasn't even part of the conversation. And she immediately went there to Mark 5. If you're unfamiliar, um, a Jewish official calls Jesus over because his daughter is sick. And while Jesus is on his way there, the little girl actually passes away. And when Jesus gets there, he says to the people who are weeping, why are you, why are you weeping? She's only sleeping, not, not dead. And they're like, oh no, no way. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And I can so clearly see Jesus as he goes over to the bedside of this little girl he holds her by the hand and he simply says, Talitha Kum, little girl arise. And it's such a beautiful verse to use in contemplation because it so accurately depicts for me my own image of Jesus. And Jesus to me is someone who is so firm in his authority. And there is something about him and his eyes and his presence that when he says these words to the little girl, I feel him say them to me. And the reason this resonated so much with me is that I had a pretty tough 2023. And not even that it was tough, I just had so much going on, honestly. I am someone that's built to achieve and I've worked very hard at doing away with that mindset and learning to be present and enjoy my life more. But it's still a big part of me. I, and I think all of us, we want to be able to feel like, okay, we're moving forward. We are progressing in life. There's results. Goals are being met. I didn't have a lot of that in 2023. I had a lot of waiting. I had a lot of transition. I had a lot of things that I had to pray about. It wasn't an awful year. I'm not going to say that. But it, it did something in me that made me feel like I was drowning. Similar to Peter. I would say very similar to to Peter when he's on the boat during the storm and Jesus calls him out to walk on water. You step out on the boat because you know you have the capacity to. You believe in Jesus. You step out and you know there are things that you're meant to do and you're going to go do them. But as you're there, you start to take your eyes off of Jesus and you start to look at the size of your storm. You start to look at the wind and then you start to question yourself. Am I really supposed to be out here? 
And I think that a lot of the things that I was wrestling with in 2023 are good things or blessings. But I think in the middle of the blessing, it's hard to see your way out. I think that as things are happening, it's it's kind of like a very scary moment in which you start to question, am I worthy of this? Can I maintain this? Is it all going to be stripped away from me? Do I have what it takes to keep going? And it's so easy to get into feelings of just being tired. And I think that that's what I did. And there's so much of it that looks good on the outside. You know, I, I still prayed, made time for Jesus every single day. But where it started to change a little bit was my heart. I think that I definitely, I know that I definitely allowed myself to get overwhelmed and in that story of Peter, I would say it's all about perspective, right? I allowed myself to look at, I'm walking on water and there's winds and there's strong waves. And I let that be my focus rather than I was called out to be here. I wanted to be here and I was called to be out here. And I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus to get me through this. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus so that I can keep walking on the water and go towards him. And it was a very overwhelming year. And I want to be honest about that. One of my favorite things about being able to do this podcast is transparency because there isn't enough about it, enough of it, especially on social media. We all hear all the things that people say about social media, how people only share their highlight reel. And I'm not going to go on social media and post my lows, not because I don't believe in it, but because I'm not going to be like the one to start crying on my social media because then that be, that just seems like something that you do for attention. But I will talk about it. I will come on here because this feels like I'm talking intimately to a friend. And when I tell you guys to grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea or whatever, I hope that you do. I hope that you listen to this podcast and you feel like that I am a friend that you can relate to. And the reason I'm so open about this and I share these things is because I think that that's what does a better justice to, to people. Instead of being able to tell you, like, I did all of these things, I accomplished all of these things, I'm fearless, I'm confident, I believe in myself, I need to show you the moments in which I doubt myself. I need to show you the moments in which, gosh, so many moments in which I just wanted to go home, turn on the TV and space out, or go to TikTok and space out you know, soothe myself in the wrong ways because so many things are good, right? So many things are good, but so many other things are better. And due to all the overwhelm that I felt in 2023 with all the things that I have going on, which I'll share more on about another day, um, with all, and one of them being the house. Some of you know that I, building a house, it's almost done. It's been a very long process. It's been a very overwhelming process and nothing is going to challenge your mindset more than money about money than watching a lot of money leave your bank account. And the fear, right? Like, is it going to come back? <laughs> like, you know, it's a good thing, right? And that's why I say sometimes when you're in the middle of a blessing, it can seem really scary. So, you know, it's a good thing, but there's still all this fear because you're in a place that you've never been before. And in those moments in which you take your eyes off Jesus, you're just looking at, oh man, this is tough. Is this going to come back? 
Um, do I have what it takes? And I'm also someone that I, and I probably by virtue of being an introvert, I need alone time. And it was a year of a lot of busyness. It was a year that required a lot for me, just the building of the house process on its own. Besides being a mother, is a lot. My boys are also, that's another thing. My boys are also getting older. Ashton is 13 right now. He's going to be 14 later on this year. And I already see the ways he's changed. I already see all the ways that he's matured. And the conversations, his needs, it's something that I've never dealt with before as a mom. I know how to be a mom to little boys. It's a totally new thing to be a mom to a teenager. And the way that I see his own ups and downs from his hormones raging and all that goes on with this age. And that also makes me feel like, do I have what it takes? Because you go from being a mom of a younger kid who's easier to control. Yeah, they're high energy. Yeah, they take up so much of your time. But there's a part of you that a teenager taps into that makes you panic a little bit. Like, how do I know how to be a mom to this person? Am I messing it all up? Is he still going to love me when I say no? Am I making the best decisions for him? How do I guide him? That's scary. Like in the past year, we've also been looking at high schools. And as we speak, we're actually waiting for high school applications to come in. And just the thought, right? Because when Peter's looking at the waves and Peter Peter's feeling the winds, those are things that are he sees coming at him. Maybe not necessarily like that he's been overtaken by a wave, but he's in anticipation of the wave and the wind. And I think we live in that state a lot, the anxiety of what's about to happen to me. And it's never good, right? <laughs> at least for me, my mind always goes to the worst case scenario. Like all the, all the things that I can worry about start to come into my head. But all of this tells me that then my focus has been wrong in my prayer. And what do I mean by that? It's kind of like this survival mentality. That's that's probably what I've been living in, like from one thing to another, managing this, managing that, surviving the day, getting through the day. And it's been a lot of that in 2023. And I, I never realized how burdened I felt until Raquel me talked about Talita Kum. And for me, when I then took my own time to meditate on that, it's I, I teared up. I teared up completely because I felt like it was, and not that I felt like it was, it is exactly what I needed, exactly what I needed. Because here's the thing, when Jesus speaks to us, and I've seen it so much in the Bible, in, in the miracles, he never, it's not like he takes the person and has them prepared. Probably the only people that he did that to were was the disciples because of their own special mission in their life. The disciples were the only one that got to be, you know, prepared by Jesus for a long time. But for everyone else, for the miracles that happened, it was always like, okay, now go. And words like immediately. Even now in, in Mark 5, when he says to the little girl, you know, little girl arise, it says that she immediately got up. And that's what Jesus expects of us because if Jesus says to me, Talitha Kum, it's not that I'm the one that's going to go figure everything out. No, it's Jesus. 
It's him. And that's something that I had lost sight of, that he is the one that does the work. He calls me to just stand. Even with Peter, Peter wasn't the one walking on water. Jesus enables him to walk on the water, right? And I think that that's where we get stuck, where then we think, well, if I get up, how am I going to pull this off? No, you get up and you let the Lord do his work. So for me, this year is that year of rise because something else that I didn't even feel anymore, and I was talking to a friend about this, is joy. I allowed all of these obstacles, challenges, perceived challenges, perceived overwhelm to just put me in this like cloud. I felt like I was in a cloud. And it didn't allow me to feel joy. And I know the joy is comes from the Holy Spirit. And as I heard one day in the Abiding Together podcast, it's all fruits of the same tree. It's one tree that gives you all of these fruits. So it made me really ask myself, like, so then am I, am I really allowing myself to abide in Jesus? And here's the thing about being a daughter of God, which is, the abiding, the abiding, meaning that we we don't have to do anything. It's already given to us. We are already worthy. And being a daughter of immigrants, being a Latina, being a woman, period, there's so much deeply ingrained in us about the doing and the results of the doing. And we have such a hard time with just being. And this is a lesson that always comes back to me because I remember when I was pregnant with Zane, my third baby, I I had to really take a, a look at my life and think, how productive do I want to be and why am I being so productive, right? And I realized at that point in time that I was being productive because I felt like I had something to prove to the world as many daughters of immigrants. And I really had to let that go through reminding myself that I am a human being, not a human doing. And then it repeats in life because although I was healed from that need to always be producing, to be this hustler on 24-7, I realize that I still feel it. I realize that even today, there are moments that that still creeps up for me and it creeps up in my relationship with God in which I'm not allowing him to do. I don't give up control to him. I still think that so many things are on me. And I don't know what it's like sometimes to just rest in being his daughter, rest in knowing that his plans are better than mine, rest in knowing that he takes care of me. La obra es del, not mine. The work is his, not mine. And so for me, Talitha Kum is like saying, Jesus, I'm going to trust in you and I'm just going to show up. I am going to get rid of the thinking of, well, what's going to happen next? And feeling like I have this burden to carry because that's what it felt like. It felt like everything I was doing, I was doing with worry because I was thinking, okay, what happens after here? What am I going to have to do next? And I'm not going to think about that. In Jesus's name, I'm not going to think about that anymore. I'm just going to show up. Joy is really something you do choose. And I can't tell you to choose joy. I'm going to ask you to pray to choose joy if this resonates with you, because that's what I did. I, after realizing that I had been living in this cloud, I got down on my knees and I said to him, Jesus, help me to feel joy. I want to be able to feel joy. 
I'm obviously doing something wrong and I need to be able to feel it. Help me to feel it. And then those words, Talitha Kum, came to me. And it's like that little girl in me. And she's a 12-year-old girl, the little girl that Jesus heals in Mark 5. That little girl in me, that inner child that felt, I'm going to be honest, a little abandoned. Um, yeah, I would say a little abandoned. I, you know, he rose her from the dead. And the shift in me was immediate. I woke up January 1st, and you never want to be able to say that, right? Because I'm someone that I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe that every day is a new day because we don't know how long we're going to have. So every day is a new day to start whatever it is that we want to start. But literally on January 1st, this is my word of the year, and I was living it. And I have felt different ever since then. There's this new energy, this new faith, this new joy. I'm going to use the word joy that comes with everything I do. And, and nothing has changed because I still have all of the same things on my plate. But he's come and he's brought it to life. He's come back. He's come in me and he brought back those things into life. And I'm so grateful for that. And even with one of my clients, I gave her the word as I was talking to talking to her and just knowing everything she's gone to. And she also teared up and that resonated with her. So my word of the year, I want to be able to share it with you guys. Talitha Kum, little girl, I say to you, arise. He's the one that does the work. He's the one that takes care of everything. We just have to rise up, show up, do the things that we need to do. That's our part of it. Everything else is his. And I can't tell you what a difference having that joy and having that rest in his presence does. Because again, everything's the same, but everything isn't. Everything feels alive again, and I'm so grateful. I would love to know what your word of the year is. If you guys could comment it in the podcast, I would love to hear about it. And Share this podcast if it resonated, subscribe, like, leave a review, all of those good things, because I want to be able to bring more of these conversations to women, because I am more and more convicted every day that we need to hear more about our faith in regular day-to-day occurrences, because Jesus can come in and restore, redeem, and create miracles in really broken situations, but he also wants to be present with us in the everyday. And I believe that Jesus belongs in every aspect of our life, in our friendships, in our finances, in our work, even the way we show up to social media and everything that we do. I think it's so beautiful to be able to have such a relationship with Jesus in which you wake up in the morning and you even say like, Jesus, what should I have for breakfast today? I think that that's the meaning of, you know, pray at all times, like St. Paul tells us just to be able to bring Jesus into every moment of the day because that's what gives you joy. That's what gives you strength. Um, And I'm just so grateful for this relationship that I have with him because it's really the number one thing that drives me and sustains me. So yes. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. This was just a quick episode that I wanted to be able to share this Uh, So like, subscribe, leave a review. All of those things mean the world to me. God bless you. And like Father Mike says, like,
pray for me, I will be praying for you.